Hello! Welcome back to another installment of Conversations at Midnight. Wherever you are, wherever you may be, I hope you have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, or a good night. I don't even know where to begin with this one. This one's a little odd for me. Especially for me, like, you know, I'm the one making it. I should have, like, this almost somewhat of a script. You know, at least a general outline of what I want to talk about. And this was hard to wrap my head around. Mainly, I think, it was because of the nostalgia. A lot of memories came flooding by, and I just... I get sidetracked with memory after memory, and next thing you know it, I don't even have anything solid. So... I guess I'm saying this as a disclaimer because I might be bouncing around a lot. I can't even contain my thoughts. But I, 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 um, as many people know, and as you can tell from the title, I used to live in a RV campground. The technical term was called a campground. And maybe that was the case 30, 40 years ago more even when Broward County, Florida was indeed more woodland than what it is now. Now I, now there's not that many woods at all. So maybe back then, sure, because the campground, if I'm not mistaken, was around since the 70s, maybe even the late 60s. So maybe in that regard, absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe... Maybe it really was a proper campground. But I used to live there. I used to, I I stayed with my parents. It was a really bad time in my life. Nothing crazy, nothing like dark or, no. I just didn't make the right moves. I didn't, I didn't make the proper decisions. I was young, I was stupid. I wasn't in the right mindset. So I ended up living with my parents, and I stayed there between uh, 2014. So I was there for the first, so I was there for two years, originally, 2014 through 2016. In 2016, I left to Japan. I moved to Japan on my own. There was an opportunity that appeared itself in front of me, and I wanted to say no, but, you know, I thought, well, I mean, you know, it is Japan. That's a nice experience to have. Why not? Let's just give it a shot. So I did that. And then plans fell through. So I I, I had to come back, uh, not a lot earlier, but earlier than expected. And so I, I came back. And then from then on, it was 2016, or maybe maybe beginning of 2017, all the way up to 2019. So that's that's how long I was there. My parents left in 2020. So they left a year after I was gone. And that's where... And I guess with this whole experience, within those uh, four and a half years, four years, because there was that gap, I guess within those years, um, I've experienced a few things. And I thought, you know, it would be really nice because this is some sort of like a 
like a medley. You know, it's just a mixture of all these things. And I think it'd be really cool to to share them, especially in, I guess, in my own way as tribute to the RV hideaway. In a sense of in memoriam, if you will. But, and I don't even know where to begin, but I guess I'll start off with just a simple little story. And I, I guess that'll be like a nice introduction to things. But the RV hideaway, and if some of the people who used to live there are listening, then they will know exactly what I'm talking about. But the RV hideaway, as crazy and chaotic as it could have been, there, there was a magic. There was something there that existed that just made you... It just made you feel weird, but not in a bad way necessarily, but there's just something there always, always existing. The place did have a, have an interesting feel to it and whatnot. People would argue, no, some, most people would argue, oh, it does. When I was first there, probably back in late 2014, early 2015, I decided, you know what, I'm going to go um I'm going to go to the clubhouse. The property itself had this main house, the big house, you know, that's where like the managing would happen and whatnot. And so in the back of the building there was a public pool or rather for the for the tenants of the RV hideaway. There was a pool for them. You could swim in the pool and whatnot. And I thought, you know what, that's that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go in the bag, sit next to the pool, and enjoy myself. The property adjacent to the RV hideaway was this empty lot owned by the Seminole Police Station. That area was on a reservation with the Seminole Indians. And so adjacent to the property of the of the RV hideaway was just this huge empty lot. It was huge. If I could guess, oh man, acre and a half, two acres. And so you could see, I mean, just, it was just this empty lot, no trees or anything. It was just this concrete lot. And I remember I was sitting on this, on this chair to the point where there was this fence. The fence wasn't that high. And I could pretty much see like a good... I could see a good bit over the fence, you know. I could see like a good chunk over the fence. And I remember I was sitting there on this pool chair type thing. They were stacked. And I was sitting on them. And I don't know what I was doing. Honest, like, honest to God, I don't even remember what I was doing. I don't know if I was writing a message to somebody. I don't know if I was taking a picture of something. I don't take any selfies. That's not my thing. So I, if I was using a camera, it was to take a picture of something else. And I remember I put the phone down. And I just leaned back on the chair. And there was this nice breeze that cut through. It was really nice. And it flowed all around me. It was majestic. And I'm looking up at the stars. I do that a lot. 
I do that a lot. So if you know me, it's not a shock. But I was looking up at the stars. And this this orange ball just shoots down at insane speeds. And I thought, as soon as I saw it, I thought, oh, immediately shooting star. That's my first thought. Well, oh, hey, it's a shooting star. But then I actually see it enter the atmosphere. Because, you know, it, it, it gains like that, the fiery look, you know, where it burns through the atmosphere and it's gaining momentum. And it had that. Like, you could see it. And you hear this, like, weird pop, this, like, this little crackle. It was like, I can't, oh, man, I don't even know how to explain the sound. But it was like this crackling pop for just for a few seconds. Very fast. I think if you weren't paying attention, you would have missed it. You probably would have thought it was like a car. And it enters the atmosphere. And it shoots down. And I lose the, I lose sight of it. it. It was swallowed up in the darkness somewhere beyond my view. And you can hear just this little boom. So to me, it made contact with the earth. From what I saw and what I, and what I heard a few seconds after, it must have made contact with the earth. So the next morning, you know, I run home like, well, that's enough for me. And I jet home and I, um, I went everywhere, all over the news. I looked everywhere. Nothing. Not an article, not a... Not a thought. No one saying, oh, hey, you know, um, a meteor crashed. You know, nothing. And to me, it just felt weird. Like, how is that not being reported, you know? But it never was. I guess I'm saying that because in my mind, I just chalked it up to um, some sort of UFO. And I know it's like, why? I just, I feel like if it was anything else, it would have been reported. Does that make sense? You know, humans, when it comes to us and asteroids, we can't get enough of that. You know, we like, yeah, you know, like, like we get all happy and excited. A rock from space. You know, we get cheerful. So I feel like if it really was an asteroid, you know, we would have been excited and we, and we would have been reporting on it. But not not a. Still to this day, even before this, uh, even before the episode, as I am recording it, I tried to look it up and I found nothing. Zilch. And that's pretty much, you know, a good introduction of weird things that have that has happened around the RV. Or the RV park, excuse me. The RV park. So... I guess for my next story, just I'm going to segue right into it. For my next story, there was a gentleman that used to live there. And I'm comfortable with saying his name because uh, I'm just going to go out and say it. He actually passed away. But there's a gentleman that used to live there. His name was Red. That wasn't his real name. I really don't think it was. But everyone called him Red. I don't think he had any red hair. I, I, 
I don't remember him having any red hair. But he was a Puerto Rican gentleman. And he was a very interesting character. He, unfortunately, he had an addiction to many things. And evidently, that addiction would end up taking his life. There is a, there is a theory that went around the park, though, that someone in the park actually killed him. But, since, uh, you know, that's a little touchy. At least for now it is. Let's just say that he accidentally ended his life. I'm saying this because after he passed away, someone new moved in there, moved in his little spot. And apparently the story goes is that as they were living in there, they would experience these weird, uncanny things. Like they would hear somebody in the middle of the night enter the kitchen and they would do a few things, mess with a few things. And then they would turn the lights on and then there's nothing there. The person that was living there even told me at one point they could hear the microwave being being used. Like it wasn't like a like a shortening where it would just start on its own. No, they would legitly hear the door open, close. This is the microwave door. The microwave door would open, close, and then they would hear the beeping. You know, the beep, beep, beep. And then it'll turn on. And that's that's what they would hear. And then they'd, you know, turn it on. And sure enough, you know, the microwave is going. And then they would have to stop it. My mother's a is a sensitive person. She's very in tune with with things on the other side. And one day she told me, and this is weeks, months even after Red had passed on, that my mother would tell me that um, that she could feel something, and that she would hear. Red, uh, it sounds so bad to say, red cat calling her. You know, he would he would take his lips and he'll make like a kissing sound at, at my mom from time to time. He was, you know, he was older. So, you know, for some weird reason, once you hit a certain age, you kind of get like this weird hall pass. And my mom didn't, my mom didn't mind. I didn't have the best relationship with Red. There was a, there was a day where we got into an argument because he was he was living um he was living at the RV park essentially for free as long as he took out everyone's garbage and he did like a few other things well he started to argue with me about actually he started to use profanity against me uh over someone else's trash so you know I kind of I bit back you know I I wasn't I wasn't the better man I bit back on him, and we went back and forth in a in a profanity-laced cussing match. And uh, evidently, you know, he hopped in his, like the golf cart took off, and that was that. So, um, ever since then, that kind of like tainted our relationship with each other. I mean, he would still talk to my mom, which was nice, and 
But yeah. But there was a. Uh, there was one day where somebody, somebody went into the clubhouse because the clubhouse had had a kitchen on the inside. And they went to do something with uh, with the kitchen. And this person told me that when they were in the kitchen, their back was turned towards the main entrance. That they heard the door open and close and they swore that they heard red. They swore they heard him talking. So they turned around and there was nobody there. And that whole, and it's stories like that where the whole RV park is just filled with, it, it, it's filled with these odd little, little stories about, about people who once lived there who ended up passing on and then it's like they can't leave, you know, and it's not just about ghosts or anything, you know, there's so many things where, where people swear that they saw things in the sky or, you know, they, they, they see some sort of flying creature or things like that. A lot of it has to do with drugs. I'm not even going to lie to you. A lot of them were on narcotics that'll, that'll tranquilize a mule, you know, but for the most part, they, they just were weird things. There was, there was a night, uh, my parents left. They went to do something and it was just me for the weekend and I remember I stayed up late uh, you know I couldn't help myself I was staying up late I was playing video games I was playing video games I was watching movies I was just I was being a, just a careless freak you know and I it had to be oh man it had to be no more than two or three in the morning I heard this knock on the door. Just this good, solid knock, you know. And I stopped what I was doing because, listen, anybody who knocks at your door at 2 or 3 in the morning, if they, you know, if you're not expecting company, it's not a good thing. It's never a good thing. Especially in that place. Especially in the RV hideaway. So, I, my father used to have this, my father used to have a machete, for some weird reason, he just had a machete at the door, and you know, I, I say it's for some weird reason, it's probably for those nights like that, so I grabbed the machete, and I, I, I slowly opened the door, and there wasn't a soul now, here's the weird thing. We used to have these motion-censored floodlights. And it was it was angled really well. To where, like, if most things walked by, it would just flip on. When that knock happened, those floodlights never flipped on. And that's... And that was weird for me. But I thought, you know what, maybe something happened and, they, and it actually got unplugged. Because from time to time, you know, it'll just unplug itself or whatnot. So I open the door and, and there's nothing there. Zilch. Not a, not a soul. I close the door and I... I said, heck no, there's no way I'm, I'm going to go through that again. 
So I was on high alert and whatnot. Nothing else happened after that the rest of the night. The next day, I was talking to a neighbor of mine. We were going back and forth about things. And I, I don't know how it was brought up, but I brought it up. I said, yeah, you know, it's really weird. My, there's a few knocks on my door. And my neighbor said, really? Same thing happened to me. I said, no way. So I, I said the time, I said, it was, it, it was about 3 a.m. for me. She goes, same here, exactly at 3 a.m. We both, we both stared at each other and we thought, Mm-mm, there's something walking around here. There, there's some negative energies here. And that's the thing about that place. You could always feel some sort of negative energy, you know. And it was just, it was just an odd place. At the clubhouse, there used to be this, um, there used to be like these showers that you could take. Men and women on each side, you know. Women get their own room, men get their own. And they had these showers, these little shower stalls. <laughs> well, over time, I actually started to enjoy those things, you know, because, I mean, oh my gosh, the water heating tank alone was enormous so it was like never ending hot water so I kind of got used to the idea of just relaxing in there you know and you know obviously it was like a public area so people can come in and out of the men's room and there was many times where I'd be taking a shower and you would hear the door open uh, boom the way that it would close it wasn't smooth it was it was a fast close. I think there was something wrong with the with the mechanism above the door. But man, it would just slam in. And there was times where the way that I'll be standing or sometimes I'll just sit there. I, I would actually sit on the floor of the shower. And it was it just felt so nice. And if I was sitting, I could like move the curtain slightly to see people's feet. You know, and I'm telling you, there's many times you would hear that door open almost repetitively, too. And I would look and there's not a soul there, not a soul. And it was really odd. It was really uncomfortable. It just made you feel weird. But all in all, I, sh I really should have enjoyed that place more. I really should have. There's a, there's a lot of moments where. I don't think my brain chooses to remember. And it's a shame. It really is. As crazy as it was at times, it was still a nice place, you know? And I mean crazy. I'm talking, it was crazy at times. You'd wake up at four in the morning hearing tires peel out. And you poke your head out and you see someone chasing this car. Or people... Like screaming at each other at two in the morning. You know. That was the part that I got tired of. And it and it drains you so bad. It really does. It it just sucks out all the life that you had left in you. All the motivation. It gone. But man, and I said this, I'm pretty sure I said this in the Ghost from My Past episode, but 
there was a lot of bad people there. But man, when when the good ones appeared, boy, were they really good. They were great people. They really were. Some of the most salt-of-the-earth people passed through there. And I miss them. And I hope that they're doing well. If they're still around. If they're still breathing. I hope they're doing well. And the, and, and and there's not much more that I, that I can ask than that. You cross your fingers. You close your eyes. You pray to God that maybe, hey. Hope you bless them before you bless me. And that's that. The RV hideaway was a very interesting place. There's not much to say. I mean, we, we all have our own stories, but those were the ones that stuck out to me the most. And there's not much more I can keep talking about it. The most I can say to you, the listener, is just enjoy the time that you have in certain places. In the moment, it may seem like hell on earth. But I promise you, I promise you that when you look back at those times, you're just going to have a smile. You're going to go, <laughs> wasn't that a treat, huh? You know, obviously it doesn't apply for every, every situation, but in times like that, really enjoy it. I was actually speaking to my mom not that long ago. And I, and I told her, I said, you know, it sounds crazy, but as chaotic as it was, that that place, you know, I kind of miss it. And she said, you know what's, you know what's really weird is I actually was happy there. I actually didn't mind it. And I didn't, you know, obviously it got worse over time. Certain people left that left this gaping hole for just for negativity to fill. But she's right. I think of anything at the end of the day, I think I just miss it. It was a great place. I met a lot of friends there. A lot of true friends. You know, there's a difference between friends and, and and the real thing. And fortunately for my mother and I, we we met the real thing. And we couldn't ask for any more than that. Unfortunately, this is a short episode. And I'm going to have to cut it around here. Um, I just... I've been really busy. Honestly... This episode was kind of like a last minute, oh my goodness, uh-oh type thing. Mainly because I had everything else planned. And I'm so dumb that I uh, I skipped this week. I, I don't know why I didn't add that to, to the scheduling. So this, so this episode is a little different. And then the ones after this will be back to normal. But I thought, you know, I, I thought I'd share some small part of what I would experience. Um, I hope to do more stories about well, maybe a little more personal to me. Uh, I just like my privacy so much that it's so weird for me to even talk about it. But alas, uh, hopefully in the future I will, I will be able to do it. I want to thank you uh, for everything, for the viewers, for doing everything that, you know, that they could, uh, for supporting me. I hope to do many more uh, for for you guys to have been a part of this journey so early in my podcasting career. Uh, I hope to do much more for you all. And I will. I'm going to try to. Once again, those, those plans weren't said in vain. 
you know, they're, I want to try to make them as fruitful as possible. But for now, you know, that's just my little, my little pickle I'm in. So I made a mistake in scheduling. So next week we're back to normal. We're good. And, uh, I hope you enjoy this next one. So once again, if you have a story, please send it to me. Stories at midnight at yahoo.com. I actually, I haven't gotten one story. Can you believe that? Actually, I'm sure you could. But please, if you want to be the first, send it to me. Let me know. T- tell me your, your weird encounters. I want to I wanna read them. I will read them on the podcast. I think it'll be really fun. So, anyway, thank you so much for everything. Um, Once again. My fault with the scheduling. This this episode's a little odd, but next week it'll go back to normal. So, thank you so much. Uh, I might I might have an announcement next week. Hopefully, it, everything goes right and goes through. So keep uh so keep an eye out for that one. Thank you so much. Uh, I hope you all have a great one. Take care. I love you all. Until next week.